Rachel watches Star Trek. Interior heat provides an abundance of geothermal energy, but it's about all that this world does offer. And it's your belief that this is what made it possible for them to construct this base to Starfleet standards? Yes, sir. We have to assume that they've been trading their surplus energy for the construction materials used here. According to our ship's scans, many of the materials used are not found on this world. Perhaps it's like those incidents you describe in your report as almost magical attempts to please us. Those events did happen, sir. None of it suggests anything threatening. If only every life form had as much desire to please. Oh, ho, ho. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Rachel Luckett. And I'm Chris Lackey. And I do have a desire to please. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. Me? Uh, yeah, of course. And our listeners with some entertaining <laughs> podcasting material. Yeah. We're continuing our coverage of Encounter at Farpoint, the first episode of The Next Generation. Yeah. <laughs> much anticipated at least by one person in this room that would be me yeah. and other people i know love next gen we're not going to give a summary of the last episode because just go listen to the last episode that's right but just summary it's going well so far yes it like is it. going well so <laughs> yeah. far people are enjoying it where we left off picard and Riker are in the ready room what's the ready room by the way oh well picard has a ready room which is is his kind of office off the bridge hmm there is the conference room, which is actually where this stuff takes place, even though everything that I've been reading says it's the ready room. What the heck is a ready room? It's where he gets ready. Mm, mentally. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Or, or gets things ready. Yeah? Good question. Mm. Just one of those things that you accept and you don't really think much about. Oh, right. You know, it's, it's a ready room. Yeah. What else would you call it? Yeah, it's like ready brick. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with this place because they've got fruit magically appearing and disappearing. Uh... Riker wants to go back down but take Counselor Deanna Troy with him. There is some romantic music and awkward expressions that go on here. We see her asking if he can still read her thoughts like she taught him. Yes. Hmm. These two used to be an item back in the day. Does this add anything? To this particular episode? <laughs> yeah, or in the future? Uh, well, there's a bit of tension that mm -hmm. goes on, you know, yeah. like, will they, won't they, on again, off again? Yeah, I'm guessing of. they won't. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not really picking up on the chemistry there. It develops. Oh, okay. Troy is Betazoid, well, half Betazoid. Normally, Betazoids are telepaths, but since she's half human, she can only sense emotions, making her an empath. Unfortunately, she doesn't move like a dancer, but uh, <laughs> at least she talks. So we, she's got that going for her. There's still time. Wait, <laughs> someone is going to dance in this whole series, right? Oh, well, yes. Well, I know there's some tap dancing coming up. Well, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, the, Dr. Crusher, we don't get much of it. The actor that plays Dr. Crusher, Gates McFadden, was a choreographer. Oh, I can and, see it. I and, can see it in a... In fact, she choreographed Labyrinth. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. If you recall, this whole idea of this exes working together thing was mm -hmm. in Star Trek Phase 2 with Ilea and Decker. Oh, right. Decker? Riker? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what? Just because they both said dinner. They sound similar. <laughs> okay. So Picard, Riker, and Troy go down to talk with Zorn, but he gets real twitchy with the Betazoid there. If you notice, the, the Betazoids, or at least her, mm. they don't have any color in their eye. They just have oh. black. Oh, I did not. Her eyes are kind of dark anyway, yeah. but it's more noticeable when you see her mom show up. 
because oh. she her eyes are, are quite black. Oh, her mom gosh. played by Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, that's correct. <laughs> Still holding out hope for her to show up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be holding out for a long um, time. Troy starts feeling some strong emotions of despair, pain, and loneliness. Zorn says he has no idea what she's talking about. Picard tries to get info about their building techniques, but Zorn is evasive and says none of the builders of the station want to leave the planet. Convenient. Picard knows he's dodgy, but not sure about what. Zorn threatens that maybe they should deal with the Ferengi instead. Picard says, fine. <laughs> How do you do his voice? Uh, fine. 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 Let's hope they He's English for crying loud. <laughs> what are you doing? Why am I doing American? How do you do the toast of London? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Berry. Yeah, fine. Let's hope they find you as tasty as they did their past associates. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> on the Enterprise, Riker meets Data, who is on the holodeck in an Earth forest. Data is trying to whistle Pop Goes the Weasel, but Riker comes in with some Andrew Lehman level whistling oh. and rocks him. <laughs> Riker thinks Data's rank is honorary, but he corrects him and says that he went through Starfleet Academy. Uh, patronize much, Riker? I know, geez. Uh. He also says that he's superior to humans in many ways, but he would give it all up to be human. Riker calls him Pinocchio as a general ribbing, which doesn't bother Data. Screw off Riker. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a big deal. Data, we have this character here, is the opposite of Spock. Hmm. Spock wanted to be logical and not human, even though he was. Until the later movies. Yeah. And Data is pure logic and longs to be human. Data is a lot of people's favorite character in Next Gen. <laughs> you think he might be mine as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's sweet. He even manages to sound humble while he's saying he's superior to all humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, you know, physically stronger. He's smarter. But he didn't know what Snoop meant. No, well, you know, he's not perfect. Data explains the holodeck to Riker slash the audience. Yeah. Since they already had one on the original Enterprise, see the animated series. Uh, yeah. Why are we needing to explain this? Mm. Then poor little old Wesley comes in and he falls into the water. Data fishes him out with his superior super strength. Yeah, and he's scampering over rocks like a little mountain goat. <laughs> then as they all come out, Picard sees wet Wesley looking rather embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Riker takes an away team, Data, Yar, LaForge, and Troy, down to Farpoint Station to check it out. There are strange tunnels made of an unknown material underneath Farpoint Station. Riker insists that Troy open her emotion sense again, even though she's reluctant. Uh, another jerk move, although that's the only reason she's there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she's flooded with despair and pain. Council, what is it? Do you want it described here, sir? Yes. No secrets here if we're to be all friends. Agreed, Dropper? But we ourselves have nothing to hide, of course. Pain. Pain. Loneliness. Terrible loneliness. Despair. I'm not sensing the Grappler, sir, or any of his people, but it's something very close to us here. The source of this Grappler. Have you any idea? No. Back on the Enterprise, Wesley begs his mom to let him see the bridge, and she reluctantly agrees to let him ride up in the turbo lift with her, even though unauthorized personnel are not allowed on the bridge. <laughs> Boundaries, Mom? And I'm sure that's a rule that's going to be strictly enforced as the series progresses. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Picard softens a bit when he realises who Wesley is, the son of the friend who had died. So he lets him come on the bridge to give him a little tour and even lets him sit in the captain's chair. Yeah, I was like, whoa, captain's chair. Wesley really knows his, a lot about starship operations. Spoiler, he's a child prodigy. No spoilers! Well, you'll figure it out pretty fast. Something comes up on the proximity alert and Wesley correctly identifies it, but gets in trouble for touching stuff. So he runs off in a hurry with his mother defending him. Picard's so snappy, but Wesley was really pushing it by touching stuff. He was told specifically not to touch anything. Mm. Picard contacts Zorn about this unknown ship, but he says he wasn't expecting anyone and that the Ferengi thing was just a bluff he's never negotiated with them before. Uh, this huge saucer-shaped ship, 15 times the size of the Enterprise, scans the Enterprise and begins attacking the old city next to Farpoint Station. The away team gets to the surface and calls the Enterprise. Picard suspects Zorn, so he asks Riker if he would be up for some illegal kidnapping to mm. interrogate him. Whoa. <laughs> you sound very shocked. I was shocked. And that's not very Picard to me, but I guess, yeah, this is, they hadn't really established his character at this point. Of course, Riker's like, yeah, you bet. I love doing <laughs> naughty stuff. Picard checks with Troy that attacking the ship would not violate the Prime Directive. Cue song! And she says it wouldn't. Yeah, boy, that song never stops giving, does it? Uh, maybe it should. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, Picard has spacers locked onto the alien ship, and then Q pops back in. Q is in Picard's face, saying he knew force would be the answer for the savage humans. Hmm. Picard says it was just a precaution, but Q points out how such an act would look to an alien. Picard orders the Enterprise between the ship and the city, but control of the Enterprise has been taken away. Ooh. Riker and Data find Zorn cowering under his desk, but he's still not talking. Then he's seemingly beamed away, to his surprise. Riker calls into Picard, telling him what happened and that maybe Q is responsible, to which Q just insults them all as idiots. <laughs> Troy feels satisfaction from the attacking ship. Data and Riker return to the Enterprise. Q tells them that all the answers are on that ship and that they should go over and investigate. Picard doesn't trust Q, but Riker says, yeah, I'll go over. You know, what else am I doing? As much as I did enjoy the episode, I'm not really that interested in this whole mystery no. test thing. No. Did you know what was going on? Or not did you really, suspect? No. no. You just didn't care? Enough to think about no, it? No, I did care. Oh, okay. Well, we did have to stop watching it because I started to fall asleep. Yes. But that's only because we were watching it in bed. Yeah. Yeah, so that probably didn't help. That does not help. <laughs> I think we should only watch Star Trek while we are standing up and doing jumping jacks. <laughs> Good idea. So Riker and company beam over and find the inside of the ship is identical to the tunnels under Farpoint Station. Will you explain this to me in concepts? Yes. I think I understand it. Okay. Okay. They find Zorn being tortured by some kind of energy field. Data and Riker fire their phasers and free him. The ship pulses. Picard tries to beam them back, but something is interfering. Q pops back in wearing a Starfleet captain's outfit and tells them time is up. Picard begs Q to allow him to beam his people over, that he will do whatever Q asks to save them. But just at that moment, they're all beamed back to the ship with Zorn, and Troy says, Q didn't bring us back, the alien ship did. The ship turns into a giant jellyfish-looking thing. It's pretty amazing, mm -hmm. actually. The ship is actually a life form itself. Yeah. Zorn says, we did nothing wrong. It was injured. 
And that is the final piece. Picard gets the whole thing now. He's like, okay, I know what's going on. <laughs> so Picard orders Zorn to have the Farpoint Station evacuated. He orders the Enterprise to feed Farpoint Station as much energy as it needs. Really pretty showering down of sparkly beams. <laughs> what is that, though? Energy. Just energy. Energy, yeah. I don't know what kind of energy. They, that's a thing in a lot of science fiction where they'll say energy. It's like, what kind of energy? <laughs> Kinetic energy? Electron energy? And how? I don't know. The ship finally stops taking the energy, and then it flies up and turns into a space jellyfish, and we realize that the two are mates. One pink and one blue. Yes. Ironically, though, the boy was the pink one. Oh, right. Yeah. How do you know it was the boy? <laughs> just, just saying that. They probably only have one gender anyway, so. Oh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Q says it was far too easy of a test, but he relents and lets them go, hinting that he will be back. <laughs> too easy just because they got it right. Captain's log, stardate 41174.2. The agreement for the rebuilding of Farpoint Station has been completed per my instructions. All stations? Ready for departure, sir. Some problem, Riker. Just hoping this isn't the usual way our missions will go, sir. Oh, no, number one. I'm sure most will be much more interesting. Let's see what's out there. Engage. So, concepts. Oh, was it sci-fi enough for Chris? Did the writer take the piss? Challenge our worldview or give us deja vu? Was a life being subdued? I give it a two. How about you? Well, mm -hmm. they threw a lot at us, didn't they? Yeah, oh yeah. We had a freeze ray, mm -hmm. drug vapors on the uniform, mm, right. badge communicators, right. androids, yep. visors, mm -hmm. Klingons in Starfleet. Yeah. Betazoids. Disappointing how little help Troy was in spite of all the pain she was going through. Yeah. And I'm not keen on her lines. Lots of very strong and not a lot of descriptive words. Yeah. Yeah. Or imagery. The concept of being bad with children. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was with the tunnels? Did the jellyfish make them? And then their lover was the pilot disguised as the big spaceship. Or were the tunnels the jellyfish? The tunnels were the jellyfish, okay. I think. I think that mm. was the internal body of the creatures. Poor thing. It made the city on top of itself and the tunnels underneath were its body. Oh, because yeah. it can make apples. Yeah, it made so everything. It built you... the whole city to the specifications of what the people on the planet thought Starfleet wanted. Because it was enslaved. Yeah. Yeah. What was the test? To work out that the big spaceship firing was the victim, not the aggressor, I and think... should be helped rather than retaliated upon. Yes. Yeah. I oh, think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. Great. I'm going to give it nine out of ten. Wow. Uh, well, there's some really good stuff in here. Obviously, we're getting a whole bunch of new stuff, but actually, are we really? That's my mm. freeze rays. Eh, not a big deal. Drug vapors and uniforms are kind of interesting. Badge communicators. A slight step up from older tech androids. We had androids in the old series. Yeah, we did. What are little girls made of? We had an android Kirk. We've had androids that Mud did. We had, you know, lots yeah, of androids. Yeah, so th that's not new. Not as a main character, though. No, not as a main character. Uh, special seeing visors. That is new and interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely just kind of a tuning up of the old ideas, mm -hmm. I think. They're better and a little bit more developed and thought out and work for a more modern audience of mid-1980s. Yeah. It's not challenging me on any new level. It does a good job of incorporating a lot of great Star Trek tropes. Yeah. And here we've got the trickster, omnipotent guy mm -hmm. judging 
humanity and Starfleet. We've got a, a lot of the things that you already mentioned. So I think it does a good job of like going, this is what you're going to get. And it's not really fair that I'm giving it nine now. Other episodes won't be able to get that because this is the first time I'm seeing yeah. these concepts. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a straight up six. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, because the concepts aren't blowing me away. Ooh, now the tables have turned, haven't they? They're kind of standard Star Trek concepts. What do you think out there? Let us know. Uh, entertainment. Let's entertainment. Oh, yeah. I was engaged all the way through. Was it a particularly good episode or just the novelty of so many new characters? I don't know. Because these are all supposed to be quite bad, aren't they, this first two yeah, series? But, but watching it with you and after watching everything that we have watched, I was engaged. Yeah. So maybe I'll continue to be engaged. Well, let's hope so. While we're watching it, we'll see. It went quickly, even though it was double length. Hmm. Good pace of script and it managed the introduction of characters and their relationships quite smoothly, mm -hmm. I thought. We had the holodeck, that was entertaining to see. Yeah. The mall, new sets. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about how comfy those bridge chairs look, though. I think I'd fall asleep for sure <laughs> at my post. They're really re reclined, aren't they? And quite looks. Yeah, they, they are definitely reclined. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Not keen on Riker, so hopefully he gets more endearing if he's supposed to. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Picard's ineptitude with children didn't pay off in the satisfying comedic way I'd hoped it would, but hopefully it will in the future. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily supposed to be comedic as so much a character flaw. Mm, okay. That's the way I see it. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I was uncomfortable for Troy, and I hope she's more active in the future and less just in pain. Yeah, it takes a while. Yeah. I, I think there's also not a lot of comedy in the first season as well. There's mm. not a lot of like lighter moments in there. I think they're a little too serious about the science fiction. But it does lighten up a lot, and yeah. there are really funny, interesting moments, and Data's kind of the comic relief of it because it's his misunderstanding of human behavior and and all that entertainment wise i'm gonna just i think it's a solid star trek episode i'm just gonna give it straight five whoa yeah good grief it's in the middle man i'm going for a seven i hope i'm not <laughs> blowing my load too soon <laughs> well this is how you feel in the moment so yes. that's you're being truthful about it i hope you're all shocked out there I'm giving this much higher than he's giving it after all this build-up but here's the thing i've got the frame of reference of watching you know the whole coming. series yeah i know right. what's coming there's stuff that blows my mind that I'm happens yeah. in here so I that's put it in context of tos aren't i yeah and i think that's okay this yeah. is all opinion yeah it's all just in the moment what you feel you're throwing out a number there's not going to be a trial there's based not gonna... on this thankfully <laughs> <laughs> even though i would love to see rafe in one of those floating chairs with that hat forcing us to justify us <laughs> I know Clyde had come along and get you to justify where you went past 10. <laughs> because I could. Oh. All right, well, let's get into sexiness. 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 The uniforms are a flattering cut with the placing of black, making the legs look longer and the waist smaller. Mm. The crusty mustard color ones are quite hard to pull off but the neckline and the badge are great and i enjoyed the way it references the original series uniforms mm -hmm. do you like them better than the uniforms they had in the movies yeah yeah i wasn't particularly keen on the military no. style ones prefer the utilitarian but the different color blocks i like that yeah yeah just taste thing mm -hmm. diana seemed out of place with her 60s boots and mini skirt her outfit changes pretty quickly in the oh, show. Okay. yeah and i was too worried about her for her to be sexy <laughs> <laughs> Not into Riker, as you know. Yeah. Picard's got a great face, bod, and voice. 
but I'd shave his head. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. His hair's a bit long in the back and sides, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it gets shorter. Okay. They, do, they do cut his hair. It's good. I'm going to give it two. Two out of five. Two out of five, yeah. There's n- nothing particularly sexy going on. Or unsexy. Or unsexy. So, yeah. Good old two. Yeah. So, your guesses, how do you feel about those? Well, they did have interpersonal bugs to work out. There was a Trelane kind of type guy a bit yeah. who challenged them to a battle of intellect and manners. Yeah, more or less. Kind of, yeah. The secret of the base is that it's a tax haven. No. 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 I didn't take that seriously, so <laughs> I wasn't going to grade you on that. I'd like to welcome some new patrons and some people who filled in their promotion paperwork. All right. At a time like this. <laughs> at a time like this. <laughs> Thank you for joining the crew. Yes, thank you. We are you. so happy to have you on this next leg of the journey. Welcome Lieutenant Commander William Smith. Phil Estabrook has promoted himself to Lieutenant Commander. Yeah. As has Peter Larson. Oh, Peter, thank, thank you. Thank you. We've also got Lieutenants Gregory Mendel, Ninth Key Press, mm-hmm. Grackles, <laughs> Robin Pascoe, and Ensigns. Doug McCool, welcome back, Doug. Yeah. And Matthew Hunt, thank you all, and welcome. Welcome. So, Rachel, now after you've watched the pilot episode, mm-hmm. what broadly do you think you're going to get? Like, what kind of stories, what kind of things are going to happen with the characters? Ooh, like, gosh, Data, what do you think is going to happen with him? Mm. Well, I've had a lot of spoilers now with that video, haven't I? Well, <laughs> I know he gets a cat. I know he learns to tap dance. I know he wants to fall in love. I'm looking forward to all of those. Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping that he maybe wants to try on some human clothes or do karaoke. Wait, are you trying to imply that their clothes aren't human, the ones that everybody's wearing? (laughs) But he's probably only ever worn uniform, hasn't he? I suppose so. Wouldn't mind a makeover or something. A makeover episode would be pretty good with Data. Yeah. What what about LaForge? What do you think you're going to get with Jordy and his visor and... What can you tell me about him or what do you think they're going to do with him? Well, he is a very brave man who, Mm -hmm. in spite of all the pain he's in, he would rather take that pain and be able to see to the best of his ability and do his job to the best of his ability than even take the edge off the pain and lose some of that. So I presume he's pretty much a badass. Uh Don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't think it's a spoiler, but eventually he, he ends up down in engineering. He kind of becomes the Scotty. Oh, of, right, of yeah. this, yeah. yeah. But at this point, he's on con, I think. He's the. Is he? Yeah, he's yeah. the pilot, basically. I'm hoping Troy's not just going to be doing the same thing over and over again, going down on missions to say what she can feel going on. <laughs> she does. She does do that. <laughs> oh. There's a lot more to her. Her ability to be able to read whether people are lying or not is pretty helpful. Oh, can she? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. If people yeah. are being deceitful, she can sense that. She can tell if they're feeling shifty. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm hoping she'll do a little bit of a role play with Picard, trying to get him to practice being better with kids. <laughs> <laughs> you might be hoping for a long time Aww. with that one. And what do you think about Wesley? Because he is a character that people either hate or just don't really care much about. Hmm. It's going to be a bit too much for smart ass or something then. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they don't like him. Because yeah. he's not young enough to be cute, is he? No. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to keep showing up maybe causing problems but then if he's very clever Mm -hmm. maybe he's clever but not got common sense well this is you're getting i think a sense of this (laughs) i know you don't like Riker. yeah but what would you like to see with him if you were the writer of this show Mm -hmm. you're like okay i got this character yeah what would you do with him give him a beard 
<laughs> and make him sit down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen those videos. I have haven't you? actually. Oh, okay. I didn't want to have any more spoilers, but yeah, yeah I had uh, there's something to do with him sitting down that's good. Yeah. Does he like spin a chair around and then sit with the back of it? You'll forwards? just you'll just have to watch. <laughs> okay. I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything. All right. Because it's a delight. Yeah. No, but seriously. Yeah, I don't mind him being a bit roguish, a bit Kirkish, mm-hmm. as long as he stops doing that fake smile. I have to disagree. I think that <laughs> smile is genuine, but perhaps you're seeing something I'm not. Oh, maybe I'm a bit Troyish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. We have a female security officer. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant, yeah. Lieutenant Tasha Yar. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about her, actually, and her backstory. Yeah, you got a little sample of it. She was from a world that was kind of barbaric and the, the yeah. Federation. Kind of saved her. In a way. Yeah. From that. Her sense of injustice obviously bubbles up and sometimes gets her into trouble, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, I don't mind seeing a bit more of that. And of course, we've got Worf, a yeah. Klingon on a Starfleet vessel. Yeah. Heard he don't get to do much for a while, though. Yeah, he kind of uh, is in the background a bit, but you've got a lot of characters you're getting yes. thrown out here in the first, was the seven or eight main characters? Mm, too many. It's a lot. Yeah. So obviously they can't all get a lot of screen time, but Worf develops a lot over the series. And I would say Worf and Data are the ones that have kind of the bigger arcs. They mm-hmm. change the most, I think, from the beginning of the series until later on. Oh, gosh. Still a bit of a sausage fest, isn't it? It is. They've it, given us two women. We're probably supposed to be grateful with that. We've got three oh, we've women. Got, we've got yeah. three. True. We've got a doctor. Yes. We've got someone who kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And we've also got someone who feels. Yeah. Yeah. That's Pretty something. much all the things oh. a woman would do. <laughs> Kick ass, feel, and heal. Yeah. Well, that's my key traits. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm very excited about jumping into this. Our next episode is called Naked Now. Ooh. Is it referencing the naked time? Mm, What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm going to ask you uh, at the beginning of the next episode what you think about it. But yeah, it does reference the naked time. So they're going to be emotionally naked. Which Could, they all are to Deanna all the time anyway. Yeah, she knows what's going on with oh, them. Yeah, she does. Well, that's got to be weird. She can turn it on and off. She yeah. can shut it out. So hopefully she doesn't emotions. turn it on without consent. Yeah. <laughs> she, she probably does. I don't know I don't what's know. going on with that. Got a lot of questions and yeah. maybe some of them will be answered. Yeah. As we continue our voyage into Star Trek. The next generation. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. And you've been listening to... Rachel Watches Star Trek Live from Quarantine, plus homeschooling. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Star Trek!